Just turn, let me just turn off uh, the ways. No, I think it's a nice element. <laughs> Alright, fine. Nice British <clears throat> um, why don't you who, tell everyone what we're doing? Who would like to kick us off? John, why, why don't you uh, kick us off? So, uh, hello everybody. Uh, welcome back from a nice uh, nice winter break, I suppose. Uh, Winter's rest. Still winter. Still winter. Uh, we are currently, the guys are coming at you. Rob, Charlie, Andrew, and John are coming at you. Full group here. We are in Rob's minivan, Toyota Senna. Sienna? Sienna. Sienna. <laughs> Toyota Senna. Are, are we looking at episode 19? Is that it? 000019? Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. Can't wait to get that 20 note. Uh, so we are in Rob's Toyota Senna, and we are on our way to Killington, Vermont, for a nice little ski weekend. Uh, Men only, no offense, but men only. Uh, and we just started the journey. We're uh, gender neutral. We are gender neutral. All genders welcome, <laughs> except on the ski trip. Um, and we, um, we're we going to record this as a little, what, a, a recap of our winter break and a, and a slight preview for some changes. Not a full season preview, though, I would say. Yeah, we'll get into a full season preview. We're, we're going to get pretty deep this episode, so... Why don't we do a little kickoff? Uh, well, Rob, take it, take it away for a second. I just like to remind everybody that this is Premium Unleaded, the premier Good F1 branding. podcast. Yeah, they just hit download. They know what episode it is. <laughs> um, all right. I like the branding. That was good branding. <laughs> Let's get into a little off-season recap. Why don't we start with the driver of uh, our great Toyota Senna. Rob, what have you been up to the last couple months? Um... I guess getting my wife pregnant or having a second child. <laughs> that didn't take long, though. <laughs> uh, what else have I been doing? I can't say I can't say a whole lot. Because you're driving. No, I mean I I don't really have too many other updates that are exciting. New job? No, no. <laughs> uh, new job. So All right. Had a pretty boring life, then I guess. Yeah. So Rob is pretty boring. Oh, oh wait, wait, hold on. I just got back from Key West, Florida. Nice time with the in-laws. We were down there for a week. Lovely. Nice new, uh, new knees. Let's shout out new knees. Yep. Yeah, new knees. Congrats, Andrew and Susie, on the, on the bebe. Um, so I have, uh, well, now you now you kind of put a downer mood on this. I feel like I don't have many updates, but I've been enjoying a few wonderful ski vacations. Uh, Sunday River, Utah. I uh, went out to Big, for, Big Sky for a while. Yeah, so delightful skiing. Moved into the new the new house, getting settled there. Uh, obviously, celebrated the new year. Have so many resolutions. We'll get to those later. Uh, yeah, I also got a new dog. Good point. Good point. So a lot lot going on in the uh, Charlie household. Oh, oh, new to you. New to Cer- you. Certified, certified pre-owned. Yes, yeah, certified pre-owned dog. Congrats on the used dog. That's great. Um, not too much for me either. I also attended some of those ski trips. Uh, good time had by all. Uh, New Year's is good. What do we do in New Year's? Gyms. We are at gym. Jim Gym Gym Shout out Jim. Um, 
getting ready to get a new dog. Not used, but hey, that's okay. <laughs> and just taking some time off from the road, you know. I was so invested in the, the car last year and just good to get away for a little bit. From the Rari. Um, okay, well, let's, let's see here. So it's March now. Uh, December was a busy month. Coming back from the honeymoon, uh, getting going out to Montana to go skiing, Christmas obviously. Great new year, January. New year, new me. Uh, not a new dog for me. Used, new, nothing of the sort. No dog. Golden, birth, golden birthday? What's it called? Uh, yeah, what do you call that? Golden birthday. Shot my age in golf. Uh, uh, over two holes. Did not. <laughs> Just kidding. I would never do that. Rob would shoot that kind of score. Uh, yeah, turn 30. <laughs> turn 30. Andrew and I turned 30. Um, we celebrated that in Cranberry, New Jersey. Lovely town. Um, founded in 1697. Uh, great time. Um, and then since then, you, to be honest, it's kind of funny. We all kind of do the same stuff together. So same ski trips. Weird. Charlie says Sunday River is actually Sugarloaf, Maine. Uh, different, different town in Maine. But uh, and then now we're heading up to Killington. Gonna kick it off. Um, you know, get a little toasted, I think. But um, we'll keep it safe. Keep it loose. We're gonna keep it loose on this podcast. All right. Sure. And um, what would Tony Lee Thomas say? Yeah, Tony Lee Thomas is a great cover band. Uh, he has some originals, but mostly covers. Uh, who plays up at the Wobbly Barn up in Killington? Uh, so. Yeah, we'll keep it loose. We're really loose on this podcast and throw it back to Charlie. So I want to just get a little uh, gauge, everyone, before we get into a few select topics. Are people jonesing for F1? Has it been relaxing, oh. but we're ready to get back into it? I I need F1. I, I think, have you guys missed it as much as I have? Tremendously. I mean, tremendously. I've been, I need it again. Also, I've been reading the stupidest little articles on the internet just to get a little taste of it. So your beak. I would love to have some meat that I can sink my teeth into come March 23. Yeah, obviously we're all, we're all looking forward to that first race. We'll talk about preseason testing in a second. To be honest, it it hasn't exactly wet my beak. I, really? I'm not that pumped about preseason. Maybe it was the snowy day, but um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get into this. So first topic of the the evening because it is a nighttime pod um i want to talk about the new liveries we had the car rollouts um, McLaren! Okay, okay we'll get to mclaren in a second but interestingly enough uh each each uh each team come decides what date they want to come out with the car traditionally red bull has been the very last because they want to kind of hide their design they came out early this year uh, they wanted to get things set and have time to work on it but let's just talk pure aesthetics um anybody have any Let's start with Rob with McLaren. So McLaren went back to their traditional papaya orange color, and they have a really nice blue on the fin and the rear um, wing to, to set off the orange. It's beautiful. You know, the car does look a little uh, unornamented because it has so few sponsors at this point. Once the winds start <laughs> coming, I'm sure that will rectify itself. The McLaren itself is one of the most beautiful cars on the track right now. And all of the other journalistic enterprises are featuring that car heavily uh, in their photos because it is stunning. I personally disagree. Um, 
I like the orange, don't get me wrong, but I think the blue, let's go all orange. I mean, I don't like these little accent no, blues that orange. it just throws it off for me. I like they're taking a risk, but not for me. I I like the little hint of blue, touch of blue on the front there. I think it looks pretty good. I do like the papaya. That looks great. Um, uh, regarding the Red Bull, the first iteration they released, that was not their official one, but I thought that looked awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like the McLaren. You, you put a little, you, you touch a little blue with the papaya dog. I think it looks good, but uh, that's the armpit uh, of F1, so you won't see much of that on the screen. But regarding the F1, the Red Bull livery, they always, they typically come out with this really cool livery. They did a camo thing a couple years ago. They did this blue-black, yeah, zebra, zebra uh, thing. They did this blue-black cool uh, color scheme this year. They they play with you on that one, but I think the Red Bull flat blue with the yellow um, is a great livery. I think it's the best out there. Ferrari it can give them a run for their money, but I think the flat color of Red Bull is the best. On the Red Bull livery, they, that digital disruption was cool, but I would actually like to see a rule that you can't do a fake livery. That that's that that's not their livery. I agree with you. I like the digital disruption livery. I also like their real livery. You shouldn't be able to roll out the car with a fake livery. If you are worried about technical theft, what you should do is paint an old car, an old spec car with your 2018 livery and roll that out so people can see what the paint job is. The whole idea of the livery rollout is to see what the paint job is. So if you don't show us the paint job, you really screwed the whole pooch. No, it, no, you're just flat wrong here. <laughs> it's unveiling the car. It's not a livery rollout. And you sound like this. You sound like Bernie Ecclestone being like, "No, I don't like change." I mean, I'm I'm down for changing the livery every single race to yeah. make it more like race centric. Yeah. If you're if you're uh, one of the big disappointments of. Haas is you don't have any American flag, you don't have any bald eagles on that car. When they show up at Austin, I'd love for that car to be tricked out in, in the red, white, and blue. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. You see in other sports, in basketball, they come out with a special jersey, same with baseball, same with football even. Why can't F1 do the same thing? I would love to have a throwback retro livery. You pick, Italy, you know, in Italy, Monza, Ferrari throws it back. And just, just like, red, just some more red, a brighter red. And just like Charlie said, you roll into Austin, Haas, huge eagle, what would look cooler than that? Look, I'm not, I actually agree with you guys. I would love to see specialized liveries also, but we, at this point we don't have them. So don't tell me it's a livery rollout when it's a livery I'm never going to see again in the course of the season. False advertising, that's my point. It's a car unveiling, not a livery rollout. Um, I, I Fair enough. some other ones I want to point out. Uh, I actually really like the Renault. I, I think it, the black and the yellow. I think they've struck a nice balance. I think that the head-on shots, especially where they have that, it's like almost a hint of like a neon yellow. I I, I like it. That's the only one that really stood out to me besides uh, the big the big boys. Um, I think Haas disappoints again. Do you guys agree? Yeah. Yes. Haas is a big disappointment. Um, if this this F1's owned by Americans now, you got to put some American flair on this. They they look uh, boring. 
Uh, they look very stupid. Uh, it's it's just it's not gonna sell anything. I don't know what they're doing. It looks like a 45 year old dad designed their livery, and it just you gotta go younger, you gotta go slicker, yeah. you gotta go sexy. Yeah. Well, I kind of heard dad bods are in, but I don't know. Well, I I, I think that. You, uh, <laughs> you rocking a dad bod? <laughs> no comment. I think, you know, this makes for riveting radio. We're, we, I think we uh, got to put on uh, a little slideshow up on our website, the F1Newsletter.com, showing these deliveries to the. We'll we'll put it all together for you folks. We'll put it in the show notes as usual. <laughs> you guys are used to. Oh man. No, I'm serious. We should have a we should have a blog post. How about Mercedes? Anyone have any thoughts? Boring. Mercedes has stuck to their silver arrow theme. I think yeah. It just. It doesn't have the timeless look of a Ferrari because it's the red, and they, that's I think what they're going for. But it doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I mean, if it, if it isn't broke, don't fix it, I suppose. But uh, I mean, I guess Mercedes has a boring color scheme anyway, so they can't really do much about it. I I would like to see Merck do just even a little bit more chrome. You know, like they're not going enough silver. I'd rather them go a little bit more silver just to make it look a little different. I think they're stuck in their ways. Is that uh, the green on the Mercedes? Is that a Patronus color that they're obliged yes. to have, Mr. Patronus? Yeah, I think so. You can ask Scott. Ah, well, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Scott Strong, Mr. Patronus. <laughs> um, okay, so let's keep moving here on to the next topic, and we want to talk a little bit about the some of the technical changes that are coming out. So we'll go one at a time here. I, I think number one, we're going to be in kind of unison here. Everybody's happy we're getting rid of that T-wing and the shark fin, right? Anybody? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree yep. completely. Yeah. That that fin looks stupid. The the new version looks way sleeker. Looks more like an F1 car. Love it. Yeah, and I think the the new I mean the new cars still have a little bit of a, a uh, fin back there, but it's a tasteful yeah. aero fin as opposed to that stupid ninety degree. Very tasteful. Ugh, God, it just made it's me a, so upset. It's a tapered fin. Yes, tape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. More, more shark-like. Yeah, so everybody snaps to the F1, FIA for getting that, that right. Um, second, second change. <laughs> A couple snaps there. Um, <laughs> second change, Halo. I think we might, we might be on different sides on here. So does anybody have any uh, hot take to start the Halo talk? John here. Um, I like the Halo, personally, and like for, for two reasons. One, I don't think it's a bad look. Every, people say that it takes away from, I don't know, seeing the driver's helmet. I disagree. Um, and also, I love safety. I don't want to see a single driver die. These The rest, the three other people on this podcast will tell you otherwise. Uh, you heard it I here. I am I am pro-safety. Um, if one little halo will save a life, I'm all for it. Uh, I'd like to hear someone argue against that, though. Uh, I'm happy to argue against that. One, the halo does not look good it, it looks like uh, another appendage on the car that blocks the view of the driver historically you've been able to see the driver in f1 and that differentiates it from closed cockpit cockpit racing so it's not a positive addition from an aesthetics or i guess that viewpoint it is safer i'm not going to dispute that i don't know what accident in the last 20 years uh the don't halo would have saved. Is that a fact? Yeah, really. Okay, well, now I know one. 
They said that? Yeah. It's, it, I think the primary reason for the halo, um, a, a big thing, tires coming off the car uh, and hitting drivers, but also if, if everyone, if people do remember, I, it's painful to remember, but the Jules Bianchi crash, his car slid across the track and his head only hit uh, a backhoe, a front-end loader type vehicle. And if he had a halo, uh, it would have gotten the brunt of that impact and his head wouldn't have smashed directly into that front-end loader. So I, I think it would have saved his life. Okay, well, that's, that's fair. Um, I don't hate it. I do think it, it definitely doesn't look as good um, as the car did before the halo, but my main concern was, does it impact the driver's vision at all? I saw one in-cockpit uh, video um, after the halo was added, and I think it didn't really... It looked like it was a distraction. I don't know if you guys have heard anything from the drivers. The driver said no, it wasn't a distraction. No distraction? Yeah, so I haven't heard anything about the distraction. I can't comment on that. But uh, I mean, were the drivers told to say it's not a distraction? Wow. We feel like they're... Uh, Muzzle games? Are they being muzzled? Maybe. So, to be honest, I've been flip-flopping on this issue even in this last 30 seconds here. Um, but my current position is I'm pro-Halo. I, I can't argue against John's safety stance, but I also agree it does not add aesthetically to the car. It definitely makes it look worse. Some of the onboard camera angles are cool because they're a novelty so far, but I definitely think it's like it obstructs your vision a little bit. Um, and then the one last thing I wanted to address is, I find the, the helmet liveries, or whatever we're gonna call them, paint jobs, it's just so stupid. Like, I can never, I, can, I just can't see any of that during the actual race. So when the, like Verstappen posted his helmet on Twitter, I just, I can't get excited over that. Well, so on the helmet, I think it is, if you're watching a race in person and they don't have a little uh, graphic about who you're seeing, it is important. You can tell the difference between uh, the Ferraris based on their helmet color alone. You can't see a, the car number when they're going by you at 200 kilometers an hour. On the Halo, you know, everyone's for safety, but it's a balance of safety versus whatever aesthetics or whatever else you want to lump into the other basket. I mean, you know what's safer? A closed cockpit. That's the safest. That would prevent the spring that hit Moss's hel helmet a year or two ago. The halo doesn't protect against that, but I don't see anybody here advocating for a closed cockpit, even though that's safer. Hot take. Um, yeah, so Rob's not for safety. Everyone knows that. But I would say uh, a helmet, a helmet it takes away from the aesthetic as well, but we're all for those. I mean, I, I don't understand this aesthetic over uh, safety argument. It's a balance. It's a balance. Why don't you guys all work together take all these great ideas and you put one terrific rule on my desk and I'll get it signed. And we'll finally get this issue resolved. President Charlie. Yes, I, and I also have the hands gestures. We are a non-political pod. <laughs> uh, maybe we're going to wade into the political waters. Uh, so the final little bit of technical rule change, I, I might surprise a few members on this podcast see who's doing their research. Teams are no longer allowed so there's the component rule so that when you think the engines break down last year you had four a count of four for each individual component that they broken the engine down logistically into 
this year you only have three and Renault has already come out and said we're not they're they're pretending they're not worried but they're saying we now have to balance reliability with getting the most out of our engine so do we like going down to three I think it, it just it benefits Mercedes and and Ferrari the most because they they're in the front and and now we're introducing this rule that limits innovation I feel like anybody want to get a take on this yeah I'm against it I agree I think it makes people run uh, more their engines more conservatively which is the antithesis of F1 I want people at the limit and if your engine breaks you know it's okay because you're not going to be penalized over the over the moon for it so I'm against it I think it's going to same way that people had to manage their tires now they're gonna to have to manage their engine that's not racing uh, I agree uh, I'm against it uh, I I wish they could make updates every single race if they have them you know if you find some flaw you should be able to fix it and so that you can compete uh, I, I, I'm against limiting innovation sorry I'm American yeah, I think, I think we all agree here. I, if you've got a mechanic out there grinding, coming up with new ways to make the engine even better, I don't think I don't see why you limit them. And I don't know, if Charlie, if you know a reason why they did it, but I'm 100% against. Rich get richer. I don't know why they made this change. I think it's just a, uh, we're going to make things challenging for each team to kind of make it more intriguing. It's but uh, yeah. Challenge, it's it's classic bureaucracy. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. Red tape. Red, yeah. Yep, bureaucracy, red tape, you, you name it. You name it. Okay. Okay. Um, well, let's go into the final topic of the evening. We're going to talk... Oh, wait, sorry, I, Rob. I've got, you know, uh, as the resident tire guy, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that we've got two new compounds this year. Oh. So at the bottom end, it's Hypersoft. Well, first of all, all the existing compounds went down a level in softness, so the... The, what was a medium is now a hard. Medium. Um, and what was a hard is now a super hard. I think we, we put one at the bottom and one at the top in the new, two new co compounds. So it goes like very hard or whatever it is. <laughs> very hard, hard, medium, soft, <laughs> super soft, ultra soft, hyper soft. But. What's after hyper soft? Nothing. <laughs> uh, so. You know, the goal of Pirelli is to have more tire changes, really? to add an, a strategy element back into the race so they're not all one-stoppers. We will see whether uh, there's too much tire management, which was a problem two years ago, or the tires can hang on for longer, or there's a straighter degradation line or whatever that will allow us to have more strategy, but also not too much management. I mean, I get it let's add a little bit of intrigue but each team is dealing with the same regulations here they're all going to have their different takes i feel like they're all roughly doing the same math so i feel like the different strategies don't come in to play until actually race day when it's when the tires aren't working or the weather's a little bit different so i mean well, I, I don't this is not moving the needle for me here's the, here's the strategy though if if it's marginal between which is faster a one stopper or two stopper you know, you could try to do a two-stopper and, and have be on a different strategy. If everyone's on the same strategy, if there's no way that a two-stopper is as fast as a one-stopper, everyone's just doing one-stop, and that's less strategy. 
I think if you made the degradation straight line degradation rather than cliff, uh, you would have better racing. Yeah, I enjoy the new tire. I think adding a little bit of strategy is a good thing. Um, I don't maybe just Rob's articles at the the newsletter, but he really got me into tire strategy. And I think with the more tires you have, the smarter um, constructors rise to the top. Um, my favorite thing about the tires are these dumb names they give the tires. Uh, don't care about the strategy. Don't care. Uh, don't rightly care about strategy, so come up with better names. Uh, I'm all in. What names don't you like? Hyperinflation or whatever they call it. What are, what are they? Hypersoft. Hypersoft. So, um, Rob, what, can you take us down the color wheel, starting with uh, yeah. very, very hard or whatever you? Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna. All the colors are the same. Hypersoft is pink, so it goes pink softest to hardest here pink purple red yellow white white medium orange is hard and i think the very hard is blue i think it's a light blue, blue would be uh water wet. tires and and uh so, green is intermediate right i think blue is wet and green is intermediate wet and i think that the this is like a, a periwinkle perhaps Maybe a lighter blue, but don't quote me on that. I think a Carolina blue, a North Carolina blue. Charlie, how do you say blue in French? Cordon bleu. Cordon bleu. Very good. Well, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Inside jokes. Um, I don't know where to go from here. Let's let's move on. Um, okay, let's move past the color wheel. The final topic of the evening is predictions. We're going to do early predictions here. Let's just let's keep it simple. Let's do a full breakdown of our kind of top. Let's just give a top three of both constructors. These are not fine. official. Yeah, fine. Top no, four. Not official. Not official. Top four constructor and then driver championship. And yeah, we'll keep it light tonight. We'll come back on our next pod with an official uh, take. Who would pre- prelim unofficial? Yeah. Prelim unofficial. We want to see the rest of preseason testing before we get locked into our official picks. All right, I'll I'll take a little uh, shot at this first. Um, I, unfortunately, this just this is lame. But I'm gonna go shock constructors. Ooh. Give me Mercedes. Give me Ferrari. Give me Red Bull. Give me McLaren. Oh. And I, yeah, McLaren, I, I think they're going to do it. Uh, Renault, I hope Renault beats McLaren for that fourth spot, but I just don't see it happening with the, the money and the manpower McLaren has. And then driver, uh, yeah, I'll go. Driver's a little bit trickier. I will go Lewis, Vettel, Verstappen, Botas. Put it in the books. I don't like, I, I hate myself for those picks, but I'm going to do it anyway. Preliminary unofficial. Prelim unofficial, so you can't hold me to it. Um, I my heart says Ferrari, wow. Mercedes, Red Bull. I also really like the McLaren coming in for. I think they've got it. I think they've made a little push. Um, drivers, uh, gun to my head. I'm gonna go Vettel, Lewis, Botas. No, scratch that. Verstappen, Botas. 
Bottas fourth for Andrew. Anyone who's putting Ferrari above Red Bull uh, has been smoking the peace pipe a little too much, I think. I'm going Mercedes, obviously number one. You can't go against them. Then I'm going Red Bull, constructors, preliminary, unofficial. Then I'm going uh, Ferrari. Then I'm going Renault. McLaren doesn't crack my top four. They may not even crack my top five, to be honest. I would put Toro Rosso, prelim, unofficial, above McLaren. And maybe force India unofficial prelim above McLaren as well. So drivers, I would go Lewis one, Verstappen two, Rick three, Vettel four, Vettel four, Bodas five, and I would put Alonso fourteen. Wait, 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 wait! Before we go on, if you have Bodas, unofficial. Yeah, but let's just go through the logic here. If you have Bodas five and Lewis one, but Verstappen and Rick one two, that means Red Bull's fighting for that ship. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay. I like where your head's at. Dylan's a troll. I like where your head's at. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. John is a troll. There's no reason for him to throw an Alonso fourteen behind the Salvers. I mean, Jesus. All right. Uh, top four. I think that uh, Ferrari's going to win the Destructor Championship this year. I feel like Botas is going to have a little bit of trouble. And I think there's like there was a car was a little bit of a diva last year. They got lucky with some Ferrari, real bonehead errors. I think Ferrari wins it this year. Um, I think people are surprised with Raikkonen, who's going for a contract. Uh, I do think that Mercedes is number two. They're just the... The dependability of their engine is huge, um, and their secret qualifying modes is also important. So I got Mercedes too. Hate to say it, but I'm not going to. I think that Van Dorn is not a strong enough driver to make McLaren three. So I'm going to go Red Bull three, McLaren four. Uh, drivers championship. I think Vettel wins it. I think Lewis comes in second, and then uh, he's super bitter about it. I think that uh, Alonso comes in three, Verstappen four. Hmm. I'll take. Well, if you haven't heard in the background, we also have a special guest. Uh, right. Our ways, our ways voice. Keep, keep right. Uh, well, there you have it, folks. Uh, our unofficial preliminary takes on the season. We're gonna see who comes out on top here. Any predictions for the weekend? For this weekend. Um, I predicting a super awesome time at the Wobbly Barn. Uh, Tony Thomas is going to rock it. Yeah, I'm predicting... Uh, I'm going to spend most of my time in the sauna, I think, over the hot tub. But that's tough. When you, I love the sauna at this place. Uh, yep. Yeah, the, the sauna is okay. I think the hot tub is where it's at. Um, yeah, it's disgusting, sure. It's probably one of the worst hotels on the eastern seaboard. But it's ours. <laughs> it's expensive. I'm looking forward to the pool because we can smoke cigars in the pool or no one stopped us yet. And I'm also going to say I hope everyone keeps their pants on at the Wobbly Barn so we don't have to leave early. Some people can smoke cigars wherever, you know. Some people don't have to wait for the pool to smoke a cigar. Hmm. You can't smoke a hmm. cigar in a sauna. <laughs> <laughs> Just, hmm. Hmm. All right, well, that's thanks it. for uh, joining us. I think that's uh, all we have. So um, Right in. Peace be with you. Subscribe to all friends.
We'll check back in before the first race, you think? Yes. Absolutely. That's our promise to you. We've never we've never lied to our our listeners. We are so honest and truthful. Alright, thanks. Uh, with no sponsors? Oh sponsors. Uh, this, this episode is brought to you by Toyota. Um, the brand new Senna is out in the market. <laughs> it's a yours. beautiful, beautiful, big, big, beautiful minivan. Lane the assist. greatest minivan you'll ever drive. Um, Comes with a baby seat. Yeah, the number, number of fan. And then we are also brought to you by... Bluetooth audio. <laughs> by Bluetooth audio. Uh, uh, Andrew, why don't you take that one? <laughs> Yeah, Bluetooth. It's a great new feature. You might have heard of it. You might not have. It's a new technology, but it's a great thing. Try it out. Blizzard skis. Blizzard skis. And then finally by Waze, um, the number one app to get you from point A to point B. You won't be disappointed. Never doubt Waze. It's going to take you on some crazy routes, but it's always going to get you in there in the shortest amount of time. What's our petrol of choice? Download Waze today. Get on the road. We'll see you out there. And we are brought to you by, I don't know, Speedway Petrol? A1, A1 Prime 89. A1 A- Prime A- gasoline. A1 Prime gasoline. All right. Thanks. Download, subscribe. Great.